you are Locked On Jaguars, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. When the Jags come with you, Falcons, what you gonna do? Browns, what you gonna do? Carolina, what you gonna do? Them Jags coming for you. Yep, them Jags, Jags, here they come. You better All right, welcome back to Locked On Jaguars, part of the Locked On Sports Network. I am your host, Zach Goodall. Please pardon my uh, shaky, congested voice. I've come down with a bit of a cold. But no matter, I am here to bring you guys the content. And not only is it I, but it is also my co-host, Misto Christopho. Chris Thornton, say what's up to the people. Hello, people. It is I, the host of Locked On Jaguars, who has a good immune system. I don't have a good immune system. It's like every other week I come down with something and it's minor and I get over it and then it comes back a couple weeks later. But no matter, um, we'll go ahead and get right into it. Um, This is one of the more intriguing matchups of the year. I don't know whether to take it seriously or not because there's a ton of uh, mixed reactions as to how people are handling this game. Some people are saying, if we win, great. If we don't, no big deal because it's a non-conference game. A lot of people are saying, hey, this is huge. This is a statement game for the Jaguars if they can be the Seahawks caliber team. Uh, Jalen Ramsey doesn't think it's a statement game. He said, you know, it's whatever. They have the same record. He kind of did his thing with the media where he'll play it off as no big deal. I personally view it as a game that could be kind of big because we know this team has obviously turned a corner. (coughs) At the same time, we don't really know if they have beaten if they teams with as good of caliber as the Steelers, the Seahawks, those upper tier teams that have been on top for a while. So I'd like to I'd obviously like to see them win this game as much as any other one. I do this, think this game is kind of important. At the same time I get both sides. And we're gonna go ahead and start getting into the actual matchups, injury reports, stuff like that. We'll go over the Jaguars injury report. Uh you know who's dealing with a right wrist injury and was a full participant. No need for me to go over it anymore. Uh, Marquise Lee, Jalen Ramsey, and Alan Hearns did not practice today. Uh, Lee with a foot injury, Ramsey with a hamstring injury, and Hearns is still dealing with his ankle injury. Aaron Colvin was limited with his elbow injury. Chris uh, Chris Reed was limited with a knee injury. Josh Wells limited with a... He did not play this past weekend, even though we thought that he would. I think he will be back out there this week because Chris Reed has been terrible. Uh, and I think it's been – I think Omama was close to being able to play this past week, and then they sat him to – where I think he will play this week. Uh, Clayus Campbell was limited with a wrist injury. Leonard Fournette was a full participant with his ankle injury. Telvin Smith was a full participant with a concussion that's what at least the websites are saying. At the same time, I saw tweets from reporters saying he was just out there doing some side work with a helmet on. So I'm not sure exactly what exactly what to take from Telvin. I do think that he'll play this week, but at the same time, there's something to watch going forward, obviously. Chris, what are some of your takeaways from this injury report? The list the list seemed to get uh, longer and longer as the uh, season goes on, but we have a few guys on here that are always on the report, but they end up playing uh, guys like Jalen Ramsey, stuff like that. Uh, Hearns made some progress today. It said he did not practice today, but I believe I saw he did some side work today. 
so he's progressing in the right direction. But nothing that really kind of pops out on the injury report. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I mean, we're not used to seeing Campbell on there much, but with a wrist injury being limited, I think he'll be fine. Um, then I guess that'll take us over to Seattle's injury report, and they almost had a full starting 11 that did not practice. And I mean that is in literally, like, there were 10 total players that did not practice today. And, Chris, you said you saw, like, eight that you thought were starters? Yeah, uh, Cam Chancellor, who I thought was – uh, I thought he was put on IR already. But uh, I guess not. But, yeah, you have Cam Chancellor, who did not practice with a neck injury. You have O'Day Albushi. I don't know if I said starting that right. right guard. Starting right guard did not practice with a shoulder injury. Dwayne Brown, the traded for tackle out of Houston, uh, did not practice with an ankle. A lot of ankle injuries. Jimmy Graham did not practice ankle. with ankle. Ethan Pochich, uh did not practice with an ankle injury. Luke Jokel revenge game did not practice with a <laughs> knee injury. Uh, Nazair Jones did not practice with an ankle injury. Marcus Smith. Defensive end did not practice with an ankle injury. Bobby Wagner, star linebacker, did not practice with a hamstring injury. And Michael Bennett, the defensive end, did not practice with a knee injury. And then you got two limited guys. Uh, DJ Alexander, a linebacker, did not practice with a shoulder injury. Or was limited, I should say. And Dion Jordan, a defensive end, uh, was limited with a neck injury. So obviously this doesn't tell the whole story because Russell Wilson is as gifted with his feet as he is with his arm. But if my tally is correct, Dwayne Brown, Luke Jokul, and Odeyabushi, that's three out of five starters. Kind of bad offensive line were uh, uh, today. I know that they... Signed someone yesterday from their practice, or it might have been today, uh, one or the other. It was yesterday. Uh, um, from their practice squad, who's a center. Uh, Pochik is a reserve to the entire interior, and he was an intriguing prospect coming out. So with an already bad offensive line, I'm surprised that he hasn't gotten any playing time. But considering that their key reserve across the entire interior, two interior starters and their left tackle were all out. Even though Russell Wilson's very good, this already becomes an intriguing matchup for this Jaguars pass rush, which we'll get into in a little bit when we go over the Jaguars defense versus the offense. But both of these teams are very uh, – if you had any takeaways from that side, Chris, uh, who would they be like, most important injuries? Uh, I, I mean, there's a lot of key guys on there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, it's it's not ideal. Like I said, out of all the people, out of all the people that didn't practice today, you can make it uh like an eleven person team right there. That's one side of the field. I'd say for the offense's sake, the uh, no Bennett, Wagner, Smith, or Chancellor would obviously change the game. But uh, I'm sure most of those guys will end up playing. I swore Chancellor was put on IR, but well, there's to find that out and that is by typing it in on my friend google and cam chancellor of seattle seahawks heading to injured reserve on november 18th 2017 likely out for the rest of the season with a neck injury right, so, so yes. seattle shame on you for not having a good so cam, <laughs> cam chancellor's gone uh 
Jimmy Graham, I think, would probably be huge if he didn't play. Uh, it's always, you know, easier for your defense to not have a elite tight end out there. But I think uh, probably no, that's fair. probably if if I had to pick one person that would be the biggest to help the Jags not be out there, I'd say Bobby Wagner. Bobby Wagner is one of the best linebacker. So I do agree that him even be even if he does play and is limited, that helps. Yeah. And this defense has been banged up already because I mean, who have they lost across the board this year? Obviously, Chancellor being one. Um, Sherman. What? Sherman. Yeah, Sherman being another. Um, it's just they've been banged up. It's like every, um, players that are done for either the year for a long period of time. And that obviously is not hurting Russell Wilson because he still knows how to be team to victory. But, I mean, they're missing a lot of key, key pieces end up working in the Jaguars' favor this upcoming weekend. Yeah, the uh, Legion of Boom is starting to not look more like the Legion of Gloom. Uh, <laughs> just, <laughs> I think that's a defensive unit that's just slowly dwindling away. And is within probably a few years, unless they can reload it, which they have some guys that could reload it, uh, just will not be what they used to be obviously yeah i agree but all right um when we come back we were the jaguars defense the star-studded defense versus russell wilson and not so star-studded of an offense it's me ma- it's basically russell wilson versus all at this point are you trying to buy or sell your home but having issues with the common realtor? At the KST Real Estate Group, you need not worry. Rather than relying on traditional marketing methods, KST uses a proprietary online approach to buy or sell homes in your desired location. But don't just take our word for it. Here's a testimony from a previous KST customer. This comes from Matthew. To begin with, Tom was an all-around excellent buyer's agent. Considering I was a first-time home buyer and there were many things I was unaware of, Tom answered every question I had and made me aware of the things I overlooked. I specifically remember calling Tom multiple times a day as we went back and forth on a few houses, and he answered every call and had an answer to every question. I ended up getting my first home under appraised value and felt really good about the process and purchase. I highly recommend Tom to anyone from first-time home buyers to experienced home buyers. Tom is wise beyond his years, and it is evident through his work as an agent. I will continue to use Tom in the future and continue to recommend him to friends and acquaintances who are in search of a new home. Call the KST Group at 904-735-0609 or visit kstrealestate.com for more info. KST. The modern way to buy or sell your home. All right, so there's a couple players, obviously, with Seattle um, that you will have to watch for. I was joking a little bit when we went into our break, but at the same time, Russell Wilson is really what elevates this offense. Without him, they are pretty much nothing, I would figure, at this point, considering the offensive line issues, the run game issues, and just all the injuries as well. 
Chris, you told me a stat yesterday that I didn't know and I was shocked by. Do you want to relay that to the people about Russell Wilson? I'm assuming you're regarding the how many touchdowns, touchdowns. he accounts for. Yes, uh, that one. The stat that I saw before the Philly game, I haven't seen the updated numbers, but prior to the Philadelphia game in which the Seattle Seahawks won 24-7, I believe, uh, and Russ- in which case, keep in mind, keep in mind, 11 games into the season, too. It's not like just a couple. Obviously, we know this, but when the season's about 75% over and you hear this stat, you're, it's going to blow your mind. 11 weeks in, Russell Wilson accounted for 96% of Seattle's touchdowns. Out of 27 touchdowns that Seattle has gotten on offense... Russell Wilson had a hand in 26 of them, whether they be passing or rushing. So that means one person on the entire offense scored a touchdown other than Russell Wilson not having a hand in it. Obviously, passing touchdowns, there's two people, but Russell Wilson was on the throwing end of one of those. So one touchdown. So that basically means if you can contain Russell Wilson somehow, you're containing that entire offense. Curious as to who it was. It wasn't Thomas Roll. Uh, he doesn't have a rushing touchdown this year. Um, I wouldn't assume it's Eddie Lacy because he has time. I don't know. I, I don't want to go looking through all of their stat book just to find who it was. But just to sit back and hear that Russell Wilson been a part of twenty six of twenty seven touchdowns is incredible. Uh, it's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it really is. But um, we were talking about their offensive line um, with the possibility of three starters being out. And it's not like this offensive line is good. But when you look at it, Brown and Jokul are the two, I guess, like flashier names of the bunch. And there's potential for both of them to be out. So I feel like the Jaguars pass uh, rush, as long as they can find a way to spy Russell, should have a decent game. Because, I mean, at the same time, even though Russell Wilson is this fantastic quarterback with both his arm and his legs like this is also the best pass rush in the nfl so with the speed that the jaguars have on defense especially in their nickel and i think they need to run their nickel as their base and run it even have right um recently because they they still they run base it's like 30 percent of their plays do it like 10 percent of your plays and just get all the speed that you can against this team right now use a heavy percent of blitz packages with a spy linebacker over the middle like miles or if telvin's back someone back there and find a way to contain him and make him throw and it's easier said than done but that gives you the best chance to win the game yeah uh jacoby Brissett was able to have a little bit of success against the jags last week in running the ball because he was he was escaping the pass rush for most of the day uh and the jags didn't seem to have really an answer to spy so i'm sure they have they're working on something this week i'm hoping a good coaching staff that's uh would know that they have to contain russell wilson whether it be in the pocket or have a spy uh but yeah you're gonna have to you're gonna have to force wilson to make some difficult throws and he can make those throws there's there's no question there's no question about that uh i mean russell wilson right now is my current mvp leading candidate he's just he's the definition of most valuable player when you can when you account for 96 percent of your team's touchdowns yeah. Uh, so <laughs> probably league MVP at this point, 
uh, Russell Wilson, you're you're gonna have to throw everything you got at him, and he he will he will still pick you apart. This game is going to be, this is gonna be a wild one, and kind of alluding back to the beginning of the episode, I think this is probably one of the most important games of the season. Yeah, uh, I, I I I do think it's important. It might not really matter as much, uh, standing wise, but it's just this is a good football team. Uh, this is a good football player in Russell, but this is a team that you have to beat to kind of show they've shown in the past that they can beat good teams like Pittsburgh and stuff. But I think you have to just keep winning these big games and also just the morale boost that you get, not just for the team, but really for the entire city. If they, if you beat Seattle at home in a flexed spot that a lot of people still don't really care for. Uh, but this is basically going to be for the fans of Duval at Everbank. It's going to be basically a night game for more than half the game. So it's going to be electric. We're going to be wearing teal. Uh, this I think this is just a huge game for everybody associated with the Jaguars. And I think a lot of fans do agree with you because if you look at the Ticketmaster uh, interactive seat map, this game is very, very close to being sold out. My, you can my entire section is sold out. And the Houston game is not nearly as close, which I find to be very curious. But regardless, people are very excited for this game. I mean, there's not going to be any doubt that there's going to be a lot of Seattle fans. This yeah, they week. travel. They travel. They travel, and there's there's lots of them for reason, reasons I won't say on the air. But <clears throat> bandwagons. So uh, yeah, it's 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 gonna be packed. It's gonna be this is kind of borderlining Packers opening day last year. Uh, there's gonna be definitely some Packers fans present, but I'm hoping more Jags fans than Packers fans uh, show mm-hmm. up and make the noise. Just not on offense. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, yeah, not on offense, and no wave. Please no wave at the end of the third, start of the fourth quarter, or anything like that, especially on offense. Just wait till the end, please. We're not going to rant about it anymore like we have the past couple episodes. Just please don't. I am, uh, um, I'm a fan of the wave. Just no, I, I, on I defense. Neither, on I, defense. I, I neither am nor am not a fan of the wave. Just don't do it that early. The wave, is, a, the wave is appropriate for about four turns around the stadium, and then you can let it die. At the end of the game. Fourth, or in the final. Fourth, fourth quarter if you're of, up. Fourth quarter if you're up. You got to let Seattle know your fans are there. Fourth quarter with like five minutes left is about as far as I'll go. Unless it's a blowout, then you can do it whenever you want. Five minutes left. That's where I'll stop at. Um, you brought up about the spy and how they were struggling to get that with Brissett. I think that will take Telvin being back. And I praised Paws a lot for how he played last week. I don't think you're able to get that spy kind of guy out of um, of Jack Paws and uh, Blair Brown. Whereas if you have a nickel defense in with um, Telvin and Jack and you have those two speedy guys, you have a guy that can either blitz or drop into coverage and then just have the spy on Russell with those two guys. I think that becomes a lot easier and I think it would have been much more difficult for um, Brissett if Smith had been in over Paws. And again, not to discredit how Paws played because he did great, but at the same time, he wasn't doing much against Brissett unless he was blitzing where he had 1.5 sacks. So credit where it's due. I just do think we'll see that this week uh, and I think it'll be a lot more effective from a pass rushing standpoint uh, if Telvin is back. Yeah, it's always good to have one of the best linebackers in the league uh, on the field for your defense. Don't say anything too obvious. 
<laughs> I guess, listen, there's, there's apparently people out there who don't think that Telvin is in this tier of linebacker. Maybe it's just because he's new to the position, well, newer to the top, even though he's kind of been playing there his entire career. People just overlooked it because we're the Jaguars. Uh, and that then, happens. And then Tashawn Gibson rejoining us on the Twitter to blast the haters that think that there are 10 free safeties better than Mr. Tashawn Gibson. And he, he let said, them know it. In his, he said in his last tweet before shutting down his Twitter that he would not be on social media. I think it was like ever again were his words. Uh, he was just giving it up. And then he came back and said, I'm back seven months later. <laughs> it only took seven months, but it was because you people failed him. I mean, I'm not, sure I'm not sure if we were like if we were like two and like ten right now, he probably wouldn't be on Twitter. But you know, when yeah. you're when you're in the best defense in football, you can get back on Twitter. You can get back on Twitter and you can talk your talk. Now speaking of the best defense in football, you you're a man that strikes me as someone who plays fantasy football. Would you start Russell Wilson this week? Against this Jags defense, um, as good of a player as he is, is the reward worth the risk? Is this a personal question, or is this just for the people? It can it can be for both. Just I want you. I want your intake. Depends on who your backup is. Um, if you have even just like an average caliber backup, I'd probably start him uh start the backup over him if your backup sucks then i'd say you know you have really nothing to lose um russell wilson is going to do his thing and he's always going to find success really against whoever he plays he will find some form of success it might not be fantasy numbers it might be more of just a clutch play here or there that he can still prove he can do all right so i think i think that he can find some success against the Jaguars. Mm-hmm. At the same time, if they play up to standard, he's not someone I'd start in fantasy this week. All right. So, uh, what if what if you didn't need a backup? Because it's not too late to join the five hundred thousand people that have already downloaded Draft this season. You get to play in a real life snake draft, but you're done in under five minutes, and they last for just one week. So you don't have to worry about having a crappy backup on your bench. You can join our league right now. For week 12 in the NFL. Uh, we have it on our Twitter right now. Join as soon as you hear this message. It's only a $1 entry and you could win up to 4 bucks. But you're playing against me and other Locked On Jaguars fans. The best part? You get your cash within 2 days usually. That's how fast I get my winnings. And your chances of winning are 80% better than the salary cap sites. I won $11 last week in the Locked On Browns uh, matchup. All new players get a free entry into a real money draft when you make your first deposit, but make sure you use the promo code LONFL. You heard it here. Go sign up for draft now. Um, Chris is better at fantasy advice than I am, so if you have any personal fantasy questions, be sure to send them his way and not my way. He will verify that based on our uh, fantasy league from this year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yours, it was a yours, down. It was a down year. Yours truly okay. is in the playoff in both of his leagues, and so someone played me around draft time when I was trying to swap some draft picks, and then my strategy fell apart on draft night, and I just watched my year fall apart right before my eyes. But 
He thought it'd I'll be good. Back. He thought it'd be good by just robbing all of the line, uh, all the running backs off the market. Did not well, work. Yeah, that's well. Yeah, because I had specific guys that I was planning on targeting, and then I got tricked. I got tricked. He got bamboozled. I got bamboozled. Uh, next year, I'm just going to end up. I don't know. I'll rig the lottery system so I have a better, uh, higher pick, so I can get my guys. Um, but I think that'll pretty much do it for us here at Locked On Jaguars. Chris, do you have any last second takes you want to drop? Anything la- uh, you want to put out to the people? Uh, just make sure to join our draft so you can possibly beat myself and get some money. Uh, I'm hoping that in the next few days we see Telvin and Alan Hearns and all of our favorite Jaguars hit the field. Uh, I'm praying for a healthy Jaguars Christmas. I as well. <laughs> and that'll do it for us here. Uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Zach underscore Goodall, at, at Misto Christopho, and at Locked On Jaguars. We will catch up with you tomorrow.